Follow the Four Corners Podcast on social media. Like us on Facebook, Four Corners Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Podcast Four Corners. And check us out on Instagram, Four Corners Podcast. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. I want to take this time to apologize to the television audience for what they're about to see. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Four Corners Podcast. I'm Shad, here with Matt and Brad. Guys, how are you? Uh, I'm good, Shad. I'm trying to install Fight on my new phone because I want to see how much the Collecto shows cost. Cool. All right. We want to say, first of all, thank you for being with us, everybody. Thank you for listening in on this episode. We are going to take care of our shout-outs right now. The first one is going to go to Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand, CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Use the promo code Four Corners Podcast. That's the number four capital C and Corners, capital P and podcast with no spaces to save 10% off your order. And then we go to Matt for our other shout out. Yeah, that shout out would go to Orlando Cologne. You know, guys, look, look at him. Look at Orlando Cologne. What's he doing? He's pointing, Chad. He's pointing? <laughs> yes, he's pointing. He's pointing I'm- at... The WrestleMania sign. The WrestleMania. Did he take that? To... <laughs> they haven't used that theme in a long time. Yeah. It, did he take that class at the Performance Center? <laughs> Maybe. I'm sure he probably had to back in the day. <clears throat> so Matt, that sounds like a segue. It is a segue. Yes. I tried to find. I tried to find the. Uh, Maybe like the. Was it Attitude Era? Was it like the '90s? WrestleMania theme. I couldn't pull it up on YouTube fast enough. That was like the early 90s, I think. No, because, yeah, it had to have been like around the 6 to 10 range, maybe to 12. So we want to, uh, just so everybody out there knows, yes, when this is being recorded, it is quote unquote WrestleMania season. And with Mania Weekend coming up, we thought we'd just be a little topical and but it's not just Mania we're going to go over. We're going to go over some other stuff, too. This is going to be uh, – most Mania recaps you hear about is probably going to be more enthusiastic just because, <laughs> by and large, we have not been following the weekly team. I like I keep tabs on it, but I, I don't watch imagine, it. I can't imagine anyone being excited about this weekend <laughs> of shows. Did they – I don't think either night has sold out, have they? I don't think not, so. Not last I heard. I I feel like last I heard they were at maybe like 60,000 a night. It could it could be doing what's better. The, what's the night. arena hold? Oh, if they're at the same arena uh, that they held at WrestleMania, was it 32 at? Then you're talking like 100,000 people Ooh, possibly. Oh, that's bad. What I had yeah. heard was that um, night one had outsold night two, so they're trying to get night two numbers up. Um, but which one has Austin on it then? Night one. Night one. Let's go ahead and run down the night one list real quick. Can um, I? Oh wait, can I? Um. Yeah, go for it, Matt. The uh, AT and T Stadium, 
which is the same venue that had uh, WrestleMania 32, which I was at. That was actually the first Mania I went to. What and, was the main event for that one? Uh, Brock Lesnar. Not Brock Lesnar. I think it was Roman Reigns and Triple H. Um, okay. And I remember that. I remember that entire show being decent, but it was – this is before they, they got even crazier with it. But I remember that show being like five, six hours once you factor in the pre-show. Yeah. And by the, the main event, I was like – I was so tapped out. Isn't that when yeah. they were like getting to be eight-hour <laughs> shows? Yeah. When when did that? Definitely 2019 when it had um, – that was in New York. So I don't. I think they could have sold out a single night if they had cut down some of the fat, but I don't see how anyone would be super excited to pay for this stuff. Mm. Yeah. Um. Well, we'll Look, go ahead and run the night one down, I guess. Can I another? Sorry. The, that <laughs> yeah. that that Roman, that Roman Reigns Triple H match from 32. Yeah. Was over 27 minutes long. Oh my god. Which gosh. is just, of course. Pure Triple H, like masturbatory booking. Oh, uh, no yeah. offense. I'm I'm glad that the man is alive, and I'm sorry his career, his his in ring career is done. And we should talk about but that because they we finally yeah. got details on that. Tell you uh, what, we'll week. go into um we'll go into the the Triple H stuff after the the Mania run. Because I want to talk about like what a fucking dick bag Ryback is. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We we'll. We'll do the card rundown, we'll talk about Triple H, and then we'll go into the other stuff. But I, just, there's so much, like, well, I mean, we've talked about before how this ruined Wrestle Kingdom. Um, oh, yeah. Going to multiple nights. But, like, this this has really let them, because this is, what, the third year they've done the two-night mania? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think. This has really, like, let them just put out two watered-down pay-per-view cards a year but I, I i did lose my point sorry because I, I i i fared it off um this is the third night um the third year in a row that they've okay. done it 2020 obviously was with no fans i think it was at like the that performance, performance or whatever yeah 2021 they did have fans but it was um much more abbreviated it wasn't uh full capacity it was like quarter capacity i think yeah but this one's supposed to be like you know the the good amount of fans and it's like they may have they may have a good amount like based on tickets and if you combine both nights i'm sure that you will have a very high number of people but i, I don't yeah but i if, don't like two nights manias if you if you if you if you paid out to get a stadium and you only fill it once between the two nights you kind of failed in my opinion because mm-hmm. if you if they had done if it holds like a hundred and you did eighty both nights, I would say okay, like that's not amazing, but you did pretty good for yourself. But like, you're barely filling it once between the two nights. That's bad. Yeah, yeah that's that's not. And I think it. I think why it's done so bad though is because it's been obvious it's going to be Brock versus Roman for like six months now, and I just yeah. think people don't care. Yeah, they've been pretty clear on their desperation to try and get interest in the. They would not have been, re, you know, desperately going after getting Steve Austin on the show if they weren't, you know, and, and I think utterly you lost. I think you could have maybe convinced people that it was important, but they've done like their their best to make everything on the show seem not important and like ruin everything. I, Roman versus Brock is a match we have seen many, many times before. And it's been on like uh, three or four manias, hasn't it? No, it's uh, 
at least two other ones. Uh, and it was planned it was, for a third, but then he got leukemia, I think. It was, uh, there was, I think, it, Mania like 31 or something. It was the one where it was Brock versus Roman, and then Seth Rollins cashed in the Money in the Bank, that, yeah. that mid event. Yeah. Um, and then it was also uh, in New Orleans, I think that was like 34, uh, where it was Brock versus Roman. With the, the, that was, I was there live for that one. That was my second Mania, and the crowd so turned on that match like it was not even believable how bad they were like they just did not like it there was a beach ball like flying around <laughs> oh, was that the beach ball, beach ball one that people got like super upset about that people did yeah. that uh I, I actually went with uh with friend of the show christy patrillo mm-hmm. and we it was really annoying because we had pretty decent seats but right like the row or two in front of us was this guy with uh like a preteen girl and it was really like uncomfortable because i don't know what the relationship was with the i I don't think it was his daughter but he was like almost like a little too handsy with her like it's like i don't know what's going on here dude and every like five minutes they would boast for him adam cole baby and it's like he's not even on this show he was on (laughs) nxt like a night ago so Uh... i don't know it was weird that entire experience is weird yeah. But, like, I just, I don't I don't get it. And they've done things, I think they could have made this Mania more interesting, but they've made some intentional decisions that I think made it less interesting. I, I would agree that they put all their eggs in the Roman Brock basket to the, to the point where everything else has, like, kind of been given short thrift. There have been some storylines that have been kind of pushed, but I don't think that they're nearly as, uh, as advanced or interesting. Like um, As it should be. like the Seth Rollins verse, what I think is going to be Cody. Like, why would you, why would you not have Cody show up on TV? Well, oh, oh that if it is Cody, that's, that's I understand a, you you want to have like a surprise at WrestleMania, but I also feel like you're you're really shooting yourself in the foot or just just for a surprise when it's like you could you could have actually marketed this if it is Cody. Yeah, and gotten maybe also, a couple thousand extra sales. Ticket sales for the night. There's all these all these like rumors going around right now because the biggest uh, story that has come out like today is that is that the WWE really events is bringing in Shane McMahon for WrestleMania weekend, and the rumor is that Cody hasn't actually signed, and that they may be considering Seth Rollins. Uh, versus Shane. Oh, that as, was like, in the match. cards since like January. It was planned, but then of course they fired Shane. But it's yeah. it, who knows what they could do. It could be Seth versus Shane, and then Cody comes out. I, I wouldn't. It, that would not shock me if that. Oh, but if, if it's if if his mystery opponent though is Shane, like that crowd is going to be. Pissed. Oh my God. I've also heard one rumor which would make sense to me, but I don't know that they're going to go this route. I've heard that the rumor that the the possible opponent could be Braun Breaker because Steiners are going in the Hall of Fame. Right. And obviously they, they have intentions <laughs> of bringing Braun up to the main roster sooner rather than later. Um, that would get booed too, though. It probably would get booed. Like at, at this point, anyone <laughs> Cody would probably get booed. No, they That's could why do. I, it ain't like Cody's exactly going to get cheered either right now. So. Well, I mean, I think um, I think a bigger star than Cody would do okay, but like you're – you're talking about a retread no one cares about, and an NXT guy that like a minority of the crowd 
But who would not. who would who would you get for it then? Who would be a yeah. bigger star you could pull for it? I mean, yeah. like you could get like the Rock, or I mean, even like oh, Rock's Rock's not coming. No. Even like or... I think like Braun Strowman or like bringing like Bray back would maybe. I do I okay, would, but they're not. Gonna I do would that. be shocked. I would be. Uh, for one, I would be just so polaxed if Braun showed back up because he would no longer be in control of his narrative. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but then if Bray showed back up, it'd be like, I, 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 I don't even understand. I, I guess his his point of view could be it's like you got so desperate you called me. Now I've got leverage on you or something. Um if Cody is not actually signed and they've done this build for him to show up and he doesn't, I'm actually going to laugh because just to do all of this and then almost have an agreement and then Vince tears it up and then they do all of this and then Cody doesn't sign and they're left hanging. That's honestly going to be rather funny to Has me. Anyone with any credibility like reported that he hasn't signed I've been looking for it. Um, I felt I saw that Meltzer was like kind of giving credence to the the reports that maybe he hadn't signed after all, but I don't know. Does it? I kind of think because you have to be really careful. But like, what my thinking is, the way they've been building it, it seems like he's supposed to have debuted like three times already, and he hasn't, and they've like really muffed the angle because like it's like the, it's like someone should be debuting and they don't have them to debut one of the I agree like Cody at this point like he seems cold to me uh, I one of the things I heard rumored was like they didn't want to debut him while um, his TBS or is it maybe it's TNT but that show the big show that he's on the game show they didn't want to debut him until that was done and that apparently that season has ended into like I guess two or three weeks ago, so it's like you still could have actually booked it and marketed the whole match if it is Cody. I can I just as an aside, I absolutely loathe the storyline that they they run with now. It's seemingly like they run with it every every mania. They did it back in uh, in 2018 with John Cena. It's like ah, oh, this star doesn't have a path to WrestleMania. What are they gonna do? And it's like. You literally, on this card in particular, you have, like, Happy Corbin in a match. And a bunch of guys that, like, you don't care about. Rick Boogs has a match. Rick Boogs has a championship match. It's like, why? They're, they're like, basically scrubs that have a they WrestleMania built, match. They it's built a main Seth angle Holmes. around Austin Theory. Oh, yes. Yeah. But it, it, if Seth Rollins, quote, doesn't have a path to WrestleMania, it's super simple. Match is going to start up. Pat McAfee hits the ring. Austin Theory's music hits. He comes out there. He does some kind of kneel pose. Then all of a sudden you hear burn it down. Rollins runs out on stage. Curb stomps Theory on the stage and goes, no, if anyone's going to do this, it's going to be me. Boom. There you go. Both of them are on the show. Austin Theory continues to be the chump I understand to be portrayed as. Rich Holland got a match for injuring Big E. Yeah, I... um. They actually rewarded him for hurting someone, like they always I, do. I uh, and he's he's tagging with Sheamus against Kingston and Woods, and I am left wondering uh, 
is is he gonna be eating some taters in that one or not? I, I don't know. I mean, I Woods mean, and Xavier are both on, professionals. He didn't but, do it on purpose, so I think I think no, he's been pretty. I think he's been pretty apologetic and, about it. Yeah, he was but, he was really recalcitrant about it. I think I don't, that worked correctly. I don't think you reward a guy with a with a mania spot when he hurts someone because he's not good enough to not injure people. <laughs> yeah, let's and like go Dominic ahead. Mysterio, he shouldn't even be on TV, let alone WrestleMania. Well, yeah. I, but he has been, so they're just gonna run with that. I'm uh, I'm again weeks behind on AEW. Uh, I'm always five six weeks behind but i i watched that match between jericho and jake hager and uh the proud and the Par- powerful yeah and yeah. jake hager did uh an over the top uh belly to belly and he launched the dude it's like there was no problems with that move no worries about it oh is this guy gonna land on his, the top of his head on his neck it's like no like jake hager had the strength and the technique to toss the guy over his head mm-hmm. no issues and I looked at that and I'm like, Jesus. And I like Jake Hager's obviously, you know, while not the best, he's also much more trained and talented. Have you gotten to Revolution yet? Like, and the TV, like, Matt? No. Are you in uh, January no. still? No, you're in February, aren't you? If it's the. Uh, I don't know. I just watched the the main event was um, it, it's not quite Revolution, but it, it it was the main event I just saw was Darby versus um. Uh, Sammy Guevara. Is that for the, the one um, Andrade like interfered in? Uh, yeah, yes, yes. Okay, that, that match, it's it was that was an insane match. Like both guys are taking bumps that it's like you don't you don't want to have a career. Like five. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sam, Sammy's been insane this year. Like he's had a really good in ring year. He, he did like a senton onto the ring apron and Darby yeah. didn't leave. So it's like, you're just it's the hardest part of the ring. <laughs> yeah. Like, that one and they it's... do with that one. They do with Andrade. That three way is insane. I think I sent you that spot where like Andrade, like does a moonsault, like lands on his feet. And then he just does like a standing one onto Sammy. Cause he missed Darby. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Uh, oh, you get, and then you're in I... for a treat when you get to, um, last week with the Dax versus CM Punk match. Mm. I'm a, I did like that, that Darby Sammy match only because Darby kind of showed like a mean streak there. He's like doing some submission moves and he looked like he wasn't going heel, but he was starting to blur the lines a little in that match. And I liked it. Oh, and the, um, the Jeff Hardy table spot last week was excellent. Hmm. Cause like, because you know he's not in WWE anymore, so he does the Hardy like the Jeff Hardy like pose before he does the the dive off the thing. Except he's like flipping him the double bird as he's doing it. Cause yeah, you know, they're in AEW and they can act like real people. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Let's go ahead and grab that card rundown. Um, night one. Uh, I'm gonna start. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna run down the list that's in front of me. Um, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. They've um, done everything in their power to devalue Ronda Rousey since she came back. <sighs> yes. Uh... Like literally, for as much of a j- good job as they did of protecting her during her first run, they've done everything counter to that this time. It really shows how far they've declined as like a company. So I heard the story that for um, Raw, 
on the 28th. They had advertised her as being there. They put out a poster with her being there, and she put on whatever social media platform she uses. She's like, they never sent me a ticket. I'm not going to be there. Is that one of those things where then they do that, and then she gets, <laughs> like, tw- wrestling Twitter, like, attacks her because, like, obviously it's her fault, which is all I, I don't crap. know. I mean, if they're in a place where maybe Rhonda is one of the people where they handle all of that for, I don't know. But if they're in a place where it's like, whoa, Rhonda's going to be on the show. And she's like, you never told me. I ain't going to be there because you never told me about it. And they're going to be like, and they took the they took the graphic down and changed it with to have her not be on there. Like they just flat screwed up, which incidentally that that just tells me a lot. Um, but like, like the, um, the contract signing thing that they put on TV looked god awful. Yeah. She screwed that up. There's other things they've done. Like they put her in long, like talk segments, which she's not good at. Right. She's on TV too much, frankly. Yeah. You don't need her in, uh, those long mat in those long talk segments because her strength has been. I show up and kick ass. That's that's where she's really shown. But long, long talkie-talkie is is bad for, especially since that first night back, she just looked pissed like she, that she had to even be there. And I mean, people are just sick of Charlotte too. Well, I mean, they're sick of yeah. Becky too. Like both of their both of their main women are just like so overexposed right now i also with apparently as nice as becky is behind the scene it 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 just staggers me that that was the that first thing out of the gate they wanted to make her a heel on the returns like never mind the massive baby face pop she would have gotten for coming back now let's make her a heel also like having her i mean i have nothing against naomi i think she's decent talent but like doing that stuff with her teaming up with naomi was like really not good for yeah for her um the next match on the card i think was going to main event the first night until they moved a segment it was going to be becky becky lynch versus bianca belair uh the upshot here is that this i mean this could be bianca's uh another uh coronation moment for her yeah but they've jobbed her to like becky and charlotte so many times like it's that's done and over with uh, yeah, well, I mean, they they could. That, I mean, they, they did it last year, and then they immediately shot themselves in the foot over it. But, you know. But they've cooled her off, like, they've cooled her off, like, insanely a lot. Like, she's not. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's really frustrating. It, it's, they struck when the iron was hot and then immediately cooled it. And it's like, wow, God, it's like you guys don't like money. Um, the Usos versus Nakamura and Rick Boogs. I could not imagine a single person giving a shit about that. It's, I mean, this is, this is the Uso sacrificial lamb to the Usos to keep the title match. Uh, this is giving the Usos something to do at Mania. Uh, why wouldn't you put, oh no, wait, that's because he's wrestling John. There's too many celebrity matches on this show, by the way. Yeah. Um, over overall like mania there's there's mm-hmm. way too many here's uh drew mcintyre versus happy corbin don't care which should just be mcintyre kills corbin 
I'm sure I'm sure Happy Corbin will win because you know he. I I guess I don't know. Uh, Kofi and Xavier, so New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland. Um, if they I'm could have given be... Sheamus a better partner, this could have been good. Well, there you had Butch. If they had it was Sheamus oh. and Butch. Yeah, yeah. God, that's still. It stinks. It just it's, bugs it's, the hell out of me. It's dumb. Yeah. So um, out of these so far, I've oh, seen one not. match that will actually be good, and that'll be Becky versus Bianca if they want it to be good. Then Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus Logan Paul in the Miz. Don't care. Yeah. <sighs> I do not know what they think they're getting by they having Logan Paul. They could have. The I mean, Logan Paul. I don't even think he's like the good heat getter, isn't it? Jake Paul that like everyone hates more. Logan's the one I think that did the boxing matches and they're like, Oh, he did those boxing matches. He do crazy numbers. Like, you know, people bought that cause they wanted to see him just get pummeled. Not win. I think, right. I think they could have done something with this. If, um, he wasn't tied to the Miz and they had put him in a match where he was just going to get the crap kicked out of him. Like, so my, I, my wife just informed me that Jake Paul was the one that did the boxing matches, not Logan. This is like the off brand so. Paul. So they didn't even get the good one. <laughs> now this is like, if you're going to do this, I would have, I would have actually taken, I would have Wait. removed the Drew McIntyre versus happy Corbin match and put him in there with Drew McIntyre and just have Drew McIntyre murder him. Wasn't, Wait, wasn't Logan the one who was uh, the boxer? No, Jake is, I think. I'm on, I'm on Logan's Wikipedia, and it says it's it's him. Oh, okay. Then my wife was wrong. I think Jake is just the. I think he just does like YouTube stuff. And I have it on. <laughs> this isn't really. I was gonna make the jokes like I have it on. I have proof on recording, but my wife and I don't really have that. I don't kind think of... <laughs> he. I think I think they've both done it. Let me see. I'm seeing who he. No, he lost his one professional boxing match. Jake's won his. Oh, so they both have. Well, yeah. Look, Jake oh, I see. Beat, Jake beat um Nate Robinson, and he beat um oh who was what's his name? He beat an MMA guy. So, uh, Ben Askren. Oh yeah, Ben Askren. Yeah. Askren. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that I, just I, sounds for all the world like being paid to take a dive. You know what? It, he picked. That's... He picked it. Well, no, they picked an MMA guy that was a grappler, so it oh. was a legitimate win. He picked a guy that has like no punching ability whatsoever. Then why would you agree to take that fight? Because I mean, oh for Ben Askren, that's probably a crap load of money. Would uh, effectively being paid to take a fall? I, I'm sure Jake Paul has is a millionaire multi times over because of this brief boxing career even if he's facing like 10 can 10 cans he's like probably <laughs> banking yeah probably um Jake paul is five and oh let's see who he's let's see who he's fought here okay he's so fought he tyron beat, woodley twice yeah he beat tyron woodley twice he been beat ben askren and he beat nate robinson and some guy that has no link Because it looks like Pauls. he got a split decision on Tyron Woodley, then they rematched like a couple months later, and he won that by KO. 
I, I wish Butterbean was still competing just so I could watch Butterbean just murder, well, murder these like, guys. Jake Paul's not a terrible boxer, and I mean, they smartly give him like freak fights, but like, yeah, he's, but still, he's like a competent boxer, and then like you'll just smash like non competent boxers. That's what people don't understand when they're rooting for Nate Robinson. It's like, no, if he has boxing training, like just some athlete is going to get destroyed because of like the combos and stuff. Mm-hmm. So other matches on the card slated for this one is Seth Rollins versus mystery opponent. Supposedly night one or, but there's a theory floating around that it's like the announcement will be night one and the match will be night two to drive up night two ticket sales. Yeah, but you're not gonna, you don't, the ticket sales don't work like that anymore though. You buy tickets months in advance for stuff like walk-ups and stuff is not like a big thing anymore people don't do that yeah i mean but you can do walk-ups if you're at night one and you want to go to night two there's obviously going to be plenty of seating yeah but but the the problem is like 95 percent of the people at night one are going to night two it's i'm not saying that it's right i'm just saying that theory's floating out there and honestly with the way the e is running i can't discount it that might very well be what's going on. Weren't they doing some gimmick to get the numbers up too? That like, if you bought one night, you got the other night free or like half off or something for like a really long time too. Oh, they've been they've been running like a thirty percent off discount. I think for both nights for like a while. Um, then the I think the only one that's slated for night one I haven't said is the KO show with guest Steve Austin. That's been like the only interesting one out of these, and it's has Austin even appeared on TV yet? Uh, he had a he recorded a promo they played on TV, uh, but I have not seen him be. Supposedly, he's really working on his cardio and that sort of stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't. There's no way <clears throat> he can actually have a match. His neck isn't up to it. I mean, he's oh, not I... gonna bump. He's just gonna Kevin Owens gonna do all the work, and he might like. Austin might like get in trouble in the corner, but I don't t- see him taking a bump. Some people are even mockingly saying like, "Oh, the true test would be like if Austin takes his shirt off." And it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Austin's like he, legit. He's like 57. Um, yeah. And you have someone like Sting, who is again, he's like a genetic freak. Uh, but at 62, 63, like he's not taking his shirt off. No. Uh, and it's not because I think he's like out of shape but at 62 63 it's like you've lost probably muscle mass you know you not, not that i think he's like flabby but it's like you're not you know chiseled age, like you were age is one at that age like things are things yeah. are like like things are things are going down yeah but age. i and he's i still think for his age like again genetically uh superior <laughs> athlete i mean he's probably still in good shape uh, Jer- chris jericho whatever he's been doing to himself like he looks in fantastic shape oh he mm-hmm. Jericho was sneaky about it too, because I w- I'd been watching it and like one week I'm like, wow, he has abs again, and then like someone did like a side by side comparison. I think Jericho probably lost like at least 50 pounds, maybe up to like 60, 65 wow. pounds. Wow. Because if you so, look at him, he had like a double chin going, like he was a little chunky, and now he's like he looks like the shape he was in in his like 20s and 30s. He is he is svelte now. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know, man. It, it's it, I think the the Austin appearance is drawing lots of interest because the question is, 
what all is he actually going to do? But the problem with the way they're doing that, though, is if he's not on TV, like Kevin Owens has had to do everything. And I think he's done a good job. Like trolling the crowd last week was funny, but like it's just mm-hmm. you can only do so much. And really the way they did the angle, like the Kevin Owens hates Texas thing is like such a Vinceism. Like it just. Yeah. Well, it's it me. wouldn't be the first time. I mean, to show my Markism, whatever mania it was, Bray did a month and a half build for Wyatt versus Undertaker all on his own for them to just feed him to Taker. So this would not be out of character at all. No, they always do that. They guys who have done a lot for themselves that year then get job to legends at Mania every year and ruin like all the because that's what it ruins all their heat that's when i started hating mania was about 2012 or 2013 where if you were actually liking what was going on on tv it all got ruined for mania season because then it had to be mania season and all the angles like changed the angles change and and they go for the casual fan and then you have to to deal with happy then you have to deal with stuff like oh cm punk had this great run oh and the rock beat him who hasn't been on tv at all and then just yeah. fucks off for like two months. It's like, oh good, like all this stuff, all these people I don't care about just show up to ruin like all the builds and angles that they've been doing for nine months. All these people that have to show up to work tomorrow have to show up now being handicapped, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knights, go what, ahead. What do you think the the Kevin Owens uh, Austin segment is going to be? Because I could see it, it being like you know you have the KO show. And he goes out there, he's insulting Austin, whatever, that Austin gets fed up and just, like, you know, brawls with him for a bit. But I, I don't really anticipate more than that. I think what if, I think I think it's going to be five minutes of stomping in the ring. And if they're really feeling ambitious, you might get a 10 minute match with like six minutes of crowd brawling. If. Um, OK, it's KO show. So it's an interview segment. Owens is going to be out there. He's going to talk. Glass shatters. Here comes Austin. The crowd goes whatever the crowd's going to go because at, at this point, who knows? Austin gets in the ring, hits the posts. He does his pose. He grabs the mic. That's the bottom line. Give me a hell yeah. You know, hits the catchphrases. Owens probably hits him with something to stagger him, gets him in the corner, starts working on him, starts kicking him. Then he pulls back to i'm gonna guess he's gonna pull back to do the uh the copo kick austin's gonna move owens is gonna be in the corner where he landed and then look up and see austin austin's gonna austin can't flip him the bird anymore but austin's gonna gesture at him start stomping a module in the corner I mean, now let's let's be honest here austin might do it anyway because he's gonna that's tell true him no afterwards so you might actually uh, get that he's already been paid you know yeah uh, starts stomping a mud hole in him, drags him up, takes him to the other corner, punch, 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 take him to the other corner, punch, 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 take him to the other corner, punch, punch, punch. Owen staggers out into the ring. Uh, Austin goes to give him a, a lariat. Owen's ducks under, runs the ropes, comes back, kick, wham, stunner. Well, At- I was I was curious about that, though, because I don't actually know – like if he can take the bump to do a stunner, so they he might just get dumped. It's gonna depend. I'm not I'm not saying he won't. I'm curious what he can physically do, mm-hmm. because that's like Here's, a that's a that's a spike right on his tailbone that I don't know if. 
he might do what um, Billy Gunn does with the Famouser now and, and land it on it, land on his hip instead of just sitting down with it. I never liked doing sit down bumps because it just killed my back. But he might roll it onto his hip or something. Look, I could see they go through this whole thing. Austin sets up to do the stunner. Owen shoves him off and then stuns him himself. But they're not going to do that because if you're going to – they never do that. And, yes, it would make sense because Owens is the one that's going to be on the show on Monday night. But they won't they won't do anything with the momentum, and they don't want to piss Steve off, even though Steve is the kind of guy that would be happy to put somebody over if it makes sense. I don't know, man. It, it's uh, – I think everyone's just curious how it's actually going to play out. Uh, so we're kind of in agreement a really lackluster night one with like a single match that's going to be good. A, there's a single match that we can be pretty sure is going to be pretty good. Two things that are going to be spectacles to see, and then the rest of it's filler. Fine, I guess. Like the the ring work is probably going to be pretty good for the most part. But I don't know. Like, there's, I mean, like inconsequential. Nakamura and Rick Boogs. I don't see that being good. I don't see McIntyre Corbin being particularly good. The Mysterios tag, like none of their stuff's particularly good. I could see the New Day versus Sheamus and Holland being okay if they keep Holland limited. I think Rollins versus Cody will be okay-ish, but like Cody's work hasn't been great, and I'm sure Flair and Rousey will be okay-ish if they are smart and protect Rousey, but they've really not been protecting Rousey, so I don't know. I was saying, it, it'll be fine, but it'll be ultimately inconsequential. You know, one good match, two spectacles, and then a bunch of stuff that's not really going to amount to much. Yeah. So night two. Night two, we have the returning Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Who cares? Why even I put I am concerned Lashley for Bobby Lashley's health with almost as green as he is, but I don't think it almost has hurt anyone. I think it's like the other guys that are the problem. The here's the other thing of of everything you could do with Lashley and almost on this card. I don't know. It it, it seems like a a very Vince choice, but also a not a great look to have those two up against each other. But I don't, I don't see know. um I don't see Dolph or Rude on the card. Why not put them with Lashley? Because they're doing oh yeah. Well aren't they doing the NXT thing right now? I mean you could still bring him up and I don't see um I don't see Apollo Cruz or Shelton on here either. No. And they just turned on him like a month ago, didn't they? I honestly don't remember. I mean, you could turn that if you turned Lashley versus Omos into a three v three schmoz brawl kind of thing, you and could get something. Who fun beat out him of that. up and hurt him in the elimination chamber? That was like everybody else going through the side of his pod onto him. So I don't know that it was any one person in particular. Well, couldn't they have just <laughs> drug one of those? I mean, I don't think all those guys have mania matches, do they? I'm not sure. Well, you know, I think they, for the most part, do. Oh, okay. Um, 
But, I mean, if you were to make this a 3v3, like, just brawl kind of thing, then you could protect people, you could cover stuff, but that's not what they're doing. Um, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Uh, Pat McAfee, people always like when he wrestles um, Austin Theory. I don't think, does anyone care about him? They keep trying to make it a thing, and it's not a thing. Um, I mean, I, I like Pat McAfee. I, I admit I don't watch SmackDown, so maybe I haven't been saturated with him, but I've heard plenty of him before he started working with WWE, and I liked how he did his stuff. Um, I think it really as long speaks... as as long as Troy Pomalamu is not getting ready to, to hop the rail and, and go at him, I think he'll be okay. It, it really speaks to me more about how bland it all is that he's like the highlight for so many people. Like I, nothing against him. It's just it really speaks to the lowered standards of everything. Um, Edge versus AJ Styles, which don't care, should be good, but I don't know. It just doesn't. I I could give a shit of anything that Edge does now. It all sucks. Uh, and anything goes match. Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Um, if he kicks Knoxville like he did at the Rumble, I'll at least laugh. <laughs> And it sounds like making it an anything goes match is an excuse to get all of the other jackass guys in there, which is probably good to protect Knoxville. Is that what they're going to do? Like they're trying to. I'm just I'm crystal balling right now. It's I I don't know, but you know, a guy that had an active brain bleed a few months ago, I would be doing everything I could to protect him if he's going to be in the ring. I. Go ahead, man. I, I was going to say, like, I have zero interest in this match, but I will say it's not for the lack of trying by Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn has been doing a ton of stuff on, like, social media and That's elsewhere true. to make people actually care about this match. It's just a ton of, like, wacky stuff that he's been doing. There, there was a whole bit he was doing where it's like Johnny Knoxville um, gave out Sami Zayn's number. And Sammy on Twitter kept going like, this is crazy. This is unreasonable. Look at this. And he like would post uh, videos of people calling him like when he's like in bed, like at night, late at night, people calling him. It's like, hey, what's going up, Sammy? And it's like, I can't believe this is happening. This is this is horrible. And it's like he's trying. He's doing his best to make you yeah. hear about this dumb match with a non wrestler. So, yeah, it, I mean, I have to hand it to And I mean, I think I think. Sammy, Sammy's the right guy because he's really good, but like I just I don't care. There's too many celebrity um, matches on here. If they had just one or two, I'd be okay. But like three across two nights is just overkill on non-wrestler stuff. The next one on the card is one that actually seems to have a pretty good build on it. Um, RK Bro versus Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. And I have, given who's in that match, I have every reason to believe it'll be a good match. Um, it'll, for night two, that'll probably be match of the night. I'm going to guess Could, Alpha Academy wins, if I had to guess. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think RK Bro just got the titles off Alpha Academy. I have no idea. I don't I, I'm not sure, but... Given who's in this, I'm sure it that that's probably going to be match of the night. But that also now next one is going to be the women's tag championship match. 
All right, I'm going to need deep breath here. Hang hang on for a second. Yeah, it's a lot to say. Queen Zelina and Carmella versus Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler and Natalia. Place your bets. Spin the roulette wheel. We'll see where it lands. Is um, all right. This is why they don't need the 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 women's tag titles. Like those are all like makeshift teams. Yeah. It isn't 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 this why the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal was created in the first place? Was to get everybody on the card to get their payout, and yet. Now it's not even on the card. Yeah, that, I always looked forward to the Andre the Giant Memorial too. Yeah, that you could have easily done that. You could have had um, you could have had Ricochet and Finn Balor in it because you have you, you, they're champions, but you're doing nothing else with them. Yeah, you have oh you God. have two uh, two celebrity matches. And you don't have like your your US champion, your intercontinental champion. You don't have them on the card. And the US champions uh, actually has an angle going that they've spent a lot of time on. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, then, Damian Priest is not on this after having a big Mania match last year. That's true. That's very true. And then the main event. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, WWE Championship and Universal Championship match. Winner take all. Roman's going to win. What do they even do with Roman after he beats Brock here? There's like literally no one left to beat him. Yeah, I know. I don't know what to do. Like, do you have Lashley beat him? Because he's already beat Lashley like numerous times. Like, who who even would you do like? they, They won't do it. But they really honestly should have Brock beat him. If only because it's like... Give the crowd something they don't expect. Yeah, and also it's like no one has been booked stronger than Brock except, I guess, Roman. But like you need... you They really need to just end this. Like, Roman is unbeatable. He, he cannot be defeated thing. Because it's like you... He's a heel. And unless you're going to do some sort of weird double turn, but it's like you booked every, he, you put him over everyone for like two years. And he's never, like, he never gets like, he never gets one up to ever either. No, you need, you need to reset basically expectations, Like he needs to lose and then go from there. I'm looking but at his... I don't think that they will. I think they're going to just have him continue to be undefeated until he like maybe faces the rock. And I assume beats rock, assuming the rock, there is that match next year. The Rock's pretty they, much said he's not doing it, I think. Apparently, he WWE he want just, to. just said, is operating under the assumption that it'll happen. But he doesn't want to, and he's getting... How old is The Rock now? He will probably... Next year, he'll probably be like 50. I think he's like 49. Let me look. I'm looking right what, now. What, is, what are 49. you going to approach... What are you going to approach Rock with that's going to entice him to do the it? One, the one thing that I think that they could try and sell him on is that by the spring of next year, you are going to have the XFL back up and running. So if they could try and sell him. It's like, Oh yeah, that'd be great publicity for the XFL. You know, if you come back and wrestle one more match, he's the freaking rock. He gets his own publicity whenever I, he does I, anything. You're, you're speaking logic. I'm just saying like, that's probably how they're going to sell it to him. Like, Oh, you like in, in, in LA and Hollywood. Like you want to, 
come on, you want to have a big match to, to let everyone your name in the papers again? It's like he's the Rock. He's yeah, seems already in the papers all the time. It, I that's that's the thing is I don't know what are you going to offer him to entice him to show up and lose to Roman because he's not going to win. I mean, what, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he won just because of that. I, it would not shock me, but you really shouldn't because, again, he's like a he's not even a part timer. He's not going to go on the road. The guy makes million, you know, tens of millions of dollars per movie. He he, you know, pitches show concepts and gets money for that. Boy, you'd be like, oh, you know, you can make five million dollars from doing Mania this year. It's like I get five million dollars if I put something on Instagram. What 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 are you gonna come at me with? Like I just got I just got more um I just got five million dollars peeing on this contract you sent me. Yeah. And I don't I I literally don't know why they're so sure it's the case other than they really want it to be the case but then he's gonna have been the champion for like two and a half years i do not i'm looking at these people that are on mania because this should theoretically be your best of the best there's not a single guy on here that could credibly beat roman at all anybody on the card that beats roman at this point is gonna it's gonna be treated as a fluke like I look at the whole thing and I've got two names maybe. I've got maybe Drew and maybe AJ. Well, but that's, both of them that's are all like, I got. Both of them are ice cold though. Like I said, that's that's all I've got. If you really really want to do something shocking, like you could have Cody come in and you could have Cody beat him, and they won't do that. But that's something that's like completely unpredictable, and. Like it would be at least something new where you could make the argument that someone from the outside had to come in and beat Roman, but they don't. I don't think that they care. Yeah, they want to. He'll beat. He'll he'll job to Roman by SummerSlam I, if he's coming in. I I don't see they. I don't know what the hell happened to them because it's like back in the day you figured this out where you had Hogan and yeah Hogan always would win the big matches. But the formula for Hogan was the same for years, and it worked and made them a lot of money. It's that you have heel come in, uh, debut, or like that's the guy you're going to be pushing, and you have them beat the hell out of Hogan to the mm-hmm. point where he even gets like stretched out or something. Like he and he goes away for like a month or something. He gets injured, and then then you have like you build towards one of the pay per views, and they have the big match, and then Hogan, you know, he he, he actually takes. He takes the piss, for lack of a better way to put it, most of the match. Like, he, he's getting his ass beat, and then he, you know, Hulk up, boom, big boot, leg drop. Yeah, you, you pose down in the ring, and the formula worked. But the, there's a diff, there's a key difference there that, that they're missing, mm-hmm. and you haven't mentioned those. Hogan was a face, so people wanted him to win, and Roman's a heel, and people don't want to watch him win over but and over and over again. That's why it's all screwed up, because they have him as a heel. And I have I argue when it first happened that the whole tribal chief, like heel version of, of Roman is like the best version of Roman. Mm-hmm. But it's now we're now going on like two years of that. And or the way unstoppable, past two. We're almost we're coming up on three real quick. Yeah, the unstoppable like never losing heel, I uh, it's beyond played out. It's it's so bad, and it it doesn't even have the benefit 
of past heels who always won uh, or won frequently, like Ric Flair or somebody like that. Yeah. Triple H even. Triple H probably a better example. It's like, okay, but they frequently – like someone like Triple H back in the day, yeah, he won a lot to the point where people – arguably like Triple H like should not have won as much. There, You could even make the argument, and some people have made the argument, that it's like I stopped watching because like the, the Triple H reign of terror for like yeah. two or three years, if not longer. It, at least that, it's like, okay, he he bust out the sledgehammer and like hit the guy with the sledgehammer or something else where it's like he would cheat to win um, outside interference. Something, something. Where I it's mean, like, okay, he did the heel thing. He did he did the old school heel thing. It was like, yeah, you having you having to be dominant. But he also sometimes would have to cheat to win. And it's like, okay, well, he's heel. Like, yeah, he's going to have to use underhanded tactics. It's not like with Roman where they booked him. And it's like, oh, no, he like won clean. He beat him in the. He choked him out in the middle of the ring. He yeah. uh, hit a spear or big or a big punch, and like that's it. Yeah. I I don't I don't understand I don't wa- understand why they think that living the wrestling equivalent of living under the thumb of a dictator is good to watch. This everybody who rises up I rises up I just stomp them back down. It's like why why do you keep you know what I quit asking I don't. I don't know because I'll never get an answer that I'm I'm satisfied with. So speaking of Triple H, yeah, yeah, good setup on the segue, Matt. I appreciate it. Um, so uh, Triple H almost died. Um, he had contracted viral pneumonia and he wasn't getting better, so he went to the hospital for it, and they discovered that he had the Widowmaker blood clot, like 99% blockage in one of his arteries, and then got, I think, inflammation around his heart, I think. Is that right? Uh, I think so. And now um, he has a de- defibrillator in his chest. Well, I like to, uh, again, I like to mention every time I can that <laughs> I'm not a medical professional, <laughs> but I know a lot about uh, actual like medical procedures more you know i would what, say well, i'm sorry let me say this real quick <laughs> if we ever make personalized four corners podcast merch one of them is going to be i'm not a medical professional Matt. <laughs> but i will that's, that's going right on there i will talk out of my behind uh, about medical medical facts and procedures um, i do know probably more than the average like lay person like a guy off the street uh, but again, I'm not a medical professional. I did not go to school as a, to become a doctor for years. But I know a little bit about cardiac impairments and some of that. What he, he's talking about, like his uh, ejection fraction, his ejection fraction in his heart. Uh, when he went to the hospital, I think it was like at 22 percent. Okay. Uh, the normal ejection fraction for a person who is otherwise healthy or has a normal heart rate is like 50 to 55. So 22 percent. What, what is that term? The ejection fraction. What is uh, that? It's. Uh, let me look up exactly what I it's mean, in relation. Ballpark. I. Uh, hold on one second. It has to do with like your left ventricle um, functioning. Okay. Uh, the actual like functional capacity of it. It's okay. Uh, the deck like the dictionary definition or from the Mayo Clinic at least is the clinic is the measurement of the percentage of blood leaving your heart each time it contracts. Uh, so that's like a normal a normal ejection fraction mm-hmm. is in the 55 to 70% range. 
uh, a lot of times people people who have like hypertension or, or things like other some like cardiac impairments like that if it's a little bit on the lower side of that 55 to 70 range like that's not like that's not abnormal in a sense of well if you have hypertension or something like it can decrease it uh if you have coronary artery disease like that's actually pretty bad mm -hmm. then it can get even like worse than that um but once you start getting too low like below 30 percent you're in bad trouble that, that that's mm -hmm. pretty severe and when he came in, he said it was at 22%, and that really is pretty much beginning into a heart failure. And mm -hmm. he said that basically, like they, it got down to as low as 12%, and that's you are in heart failure at that point. Like you yeah. are. He, he made. He said that he was like they basically told him like you were near death, and they mm -hmm. that's not really an exaggeration because once you're at 12% ejection fraction. Mm -hmm. that's like your your heart is failing like they like you may not come back from that that that's the the part where you start hearing kenny Loggins because you've entered the danger zone yeah um yeah i think the phrase he used with stephen a smith was he was on the one yard line yeah so um, and you're right they had to put a defibrillator in um which is not exactly the same as a pacemaker um but it is kind of it, it's kind of in line with that. Uh, a pacemaker is, I, I think the, um, I think the exact medical term for a pacemaker is like a cardioverter. Um, it puts your heart back in proper rhythm. Yeah, but pacemakers are, uh, they are. I'm not again. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a medical professional. <laughs> but uh, pacemakers are. I think they're more more commonly used if you are having really bad like atrial fibrillation okay um which is kind of like a, a cardiac arrhythmia um okay and that can kind of get things more back to where it should be like ordinary heart rate mm -hmm. um and defibrillators obviously like to shock it in case you have your heart basically stops i think that's either correct or i have it <laughs> i have it reversed <laughs> Well, the, um, the, yeah, I think a defibrillator is is if your heart's acting improperly to if it's out of rhythm, and then a pacemaker is if it's if it slows down to get it back on pace, something like that. My grandfather yeah. had a pacemaker, but I, I interestingly enough, I listened to um, the the Cornets drive through about the Triple H stuff, and I was shocked with how nice he was about it to be honest like you know it, I mean, it, it it's corny so him being not being nice about someone is i mean i mean can I be it. kind of a shock sometimes i think though i think though i mean the guy has youngish children um and you know a lot of that stuff is business related, but like you got to have a heart at some point, like especially yeah, with like yeah, having a wife fair. and kids, and that's why, that's why um, Ryback can eat a fucking box of cocks, honestly. Yeah, uh, yeah. You wanna? That's true. That's true. You wanna share like what we're referencing? So he pretty much he like went on some weird rant like about like all the stuff like Triple H did to him and everyone was like bro well the the thing is like he is such an idiot like no one like responds to him anymore on Twitter. Mm -hmm. like, oh for, he's 
he's blocked like half the people on Twitter. I think, yeah, because like because I I looked his stuff up because I'm like one of the five people he hasn't blocked, and like the big tweets only got like like maybe like sixty some replies for how stupid he was being, and it's just like man, like you're so on over, you can't even get like good Twitter controversy anymore. Yeah. Um. But we had, you know, you you have this of um. You know, uh, Cornette's story. He goes, the only other person I knew that had that was Jerry Jarrett, and the story about it was they went to go see a movie, and he's sitting there, and his his defibrillator goes off, and he threw his popcorn up in the air, and it happened twice, and they took him to the hospital, and they had to be told, no, 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 that's what it's supposed to do. That means it's working right. Well, we we know someone, and they have one. And, um, oh yeah. She's mowing the grass, and she woke up on the lawn because it had like, it had like gone off and like completely like KO'd her. Oh okay. Yeah. But it, it, at least that story was pretty funny. Um, but you know the to to hear this, it's like well, okay, you know I there was a lot of Triple H's career. I did not enjoy. No, but I mean, I mean, the only thing, the only thing I would really hold against him and say fuck you is like what he did to Jim Ross. That's really my main issue. And uh, Booker, that that program. No, I don't, I don't, I don't care about that. I care about the Jim Ross one because he physically injured him, and I think he damaged his hearing permanently. Ah, when he did that, that's that's like the other stuff is like business stuff, and like you can think he sucks for that. What I hold against people like long term is like causing like physical injury on people that's why um oh there's someone i always hate because of something they did but i can't remember now um but yeah so i mean but i think like a lot of that stuff like like i said like i don't know he's not like he hasn't done anything like i think to warrant like just getting shit on for no reason like you can be a little empathetic about his heart condition and it sounds like i mean i bet was he on camera for the stephen a smith thing do you know uh that's a really good question and i'm not sure do you know matt what's the question again was he on camera for the stephen a smith thing yes oh because i was gonna say like i bet if you saw him in person now you would not recognize him because i bet i bet he is someone that has lost like 50 pounds of mass like he has he um the problem, so the thing with Triple H is that he actually does have like a big head. Yeah. <laughs> so when he had like a, a comparatively like large body, it didn't look uh, bizarre. But now that he is, I wouldn't say he's like uh, super thin, but he because I mean he probably looks frail now. People that have like real bad heart conditions get a real frail like look to I, them. I'd have to look at the video again. I don't know that I would call him frail, but he clearly does look. He's – if you're a wrestler like of a, of, a, of a particular size, which he is or was, you have like a large frame to begin with. So even if you drop weight, you still have like the, the, the frame kind of. So mm-hmm. he still looks – he doesn't look frail to me. He looks – but he just looks more like a normal person, if that makes any sense. But because mm-hmm. he had a large frame, that that's, that's probably why he doesn't look – uh, smaller than he he could be or, or it potentially could be he to me okay. he looks more like average like an average human being 
All right. Which is not that's not a that's not a criticism. It's just like if you're a guy who is at one point like I don't know like two sixty, two seventy, two eighty, something like that, with former like in your youth like bodybuilder type, then being more like an average person dropping down to like two ten, like two oh five, two hundred. Yeah, if if that maybe he's even like down to like one eighty or something like that, which yeah. uh, you know would be kind of like average sized. He he looked he looked, considering how bad apparently his health was, um, it does. He looks he looked pretty decent to me. Like he didn't look like he didn't look frail. Okay. But that's scary, man. Like I I mm-hmm. could and I mean he's probably never gonna do anything like. I mean, he says in-ring's done, but I think like even like any executive stuff behind the scenes in WWE is never going to happen. But I think he essentially got fired. So. Well, well, I mean, Vince, Vince wanted to take over NXT and take it to a uh, different directions, but um, yeah. Meltzer has talked about that, and Meltzer was kind of suggesting or or indicating that, yeah, he probably isn't going to be doing. A lot of stuff just because uh, working in a company like that, it's like 14 to 16 hour days. Yeah. So That'll kill you. That'll kill you quick. Like not yeah, sleeping like, will kill you. Yeah. He basically said like, no, like the stress of things like would not be good for his health. So Even Bruce, yeah. probably Pritchard, it's not... Bruce Pritchard shouldn't be doing it either with like his age and weight and like health conditions. Like he shouldn't be doing <laughs> it either. I would, I would... I would think that that Triple H would have the capacity to do something like that in the future, like an executive position. But but why would you though? He's probably got more money than he could ever spend. Like why why put up with it? Because he probably has been he been he's been in the business his entire life. I imagine he probably loves it. So. But I mean, like he has um, kids now. Like they're at that age where like he can he has the money. He can like go through like their. So the kids are what, like, probably somewhere between, like, six and ten both? Uh, there are actually three of them, I think. Oh, three? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, so, but they're, you know, he can go through, like, all that high school stuff, like, college. Like, I would think, like, I would just be like, eh, screw it. Like, I want to be there for my kids as long as possible if I was in that spot and I had the money for it. Yeah. Okay. So, so the, they had three daughters, uh, they were born uh, 2006, 2008, and 2010. So you're talking about like the youngest is 12 or com- going to be 12 this year, and mm-hmm. the oldest is actually like going to be 16 this year. So uh, 12 to 16, like that's they're they're either teenagers or entering their teen years. But still, it's like you want to be around for like a long time yeah. for your kids. So I I know what you're saying. Um, I think he's been in the business like for his his entire life, so I uh, I would be shocked if he doesn't try to be part of it for as long as he can. But assuming, you know, he would get a portion of things if if they do sell, which I think is like what things are looking like. Uh, he's probably already set for life, but if not, like he, I'm sure he would he would get some sort of payday from that as well. He's got, I think, some of that upper level like not available to the public stock mm-hmm. so that you can't be uh, bought out entirely of it or you stay in a controlling um, yeah. in a controlling place. But uh, why not 
why not just be like, I've got this. We're set for money. I'm just gonna stay home now. Mm-hmm. I, I would. I would in in a in a place like that. I'd be like, you know what? <clears throat> I'm not gonna mortgage any more of my life than I already have. I'm just gonna say, all right, I'm fine. I'm I'm done. I mean, I would because I already did, but um, you know, just make like um. Make like in one of the Mad Max movies. Just walk away. Mm-hmm. Just, just walk away. That. So his uh, the interview. I don't know if you had a chance to see it. I haven't seen the full interview, but I saw enough of it. Uh, and I actually read some of the the excerpts. That that's actually one of the things that really resonated with me. And I hate to be like this type of guy where it's like, oh, I feel I feel this more now that I'm a parent. But it's like mm. yeah, as a parent, like a lot of things do. Yeah. Like start to resonate with you, or they they matter more to you than they like ordinarily they would uh he was talking there but it's like they were telling me things like he was having to go down for like procedures and everything like that and he wasn't sure basically if he was gonna wake up and see his kids again mm-hmm. and it's like as a parent like that kind of like you're like I, I was like oh like i don't even i haven't particularly cared for triple h like much of his career at least his entering career mm-hmm. um but when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's that's I can I can see where that guy it's like strip away like all the wrestling stuff. None of that matters. Like at that mm-hmm. moment, it's like I just want to see I want to wake up from yeah. this so I can see my family again. Yeah, exactly. That's all of a sudden we're in this place where it's like, no, I, I got you, man. Mm-hmm. I, I'm 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 totally with you. I am there. But um and on the other hand, I mean, it sucks not being able to go out without any of your own terms at play. It sucks to be there and say, you know, I when I had to make the phone call to the promoter I was working for, you know, I, I had won uh, that last title I held, I don't know, three, four months beforehand. I had to call him up and say, uh, my doctor's canceling my license. I can't do it anymore. I am. Uh, I'm medically not cleared. My neck is in too bad a shape. And he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I don't know. Because getting in the ring, there's going to be part of me that's just going to be, you know, I, I didn't. And so what I, I opted to do was just kind of fade out gracefully and be like, you know what? Let's just not bring it up. Yeah, just have yeah, have a should. tournament for somebody, and then because I was so despised with my heel gimmick at the time that no matter what I if I had gone out there to give a retirement speech, they would have hated my guts for it. Yeah, you should have done. You should have had like twenty people come out, beat you up, drag you away in a casket, and then you magically appear on the Titantron and ascend into <laughs> heaven. <laughs> That's bold of you, assuming we had a Titantron. I mean, you didn't. No. What kind of rinky thing shit did you work for, Shad? Not even a. I worked truck. for an indie, is what I worked for. No, but you should have you should have gotten one and just made it like an old like twenty inch tube TV and like stood on top of it. <laughs> um, no, it's a you know it 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 sucks to go out like that. That and the last match you had, you look at it and you're like, oh, that was that sucked. I wish. I wish I could have had a you know a good one, 
uh, to go out on, or I could have done something. Then again, on the other hand, the last one I went out on, I went out making a guy who's a complete and utter shitbag look weak, so I don't actually feel all that bad about it. But, you know, I I was not able to go out in a way that I wanted to, and that – not in a way that I wanted to. I was not able to go out – I had no input in the way I went out, and he didn't have any input in the way he went out. So it's just – that's just it. You know, you're just – done and that sucks so i sympathize you know i want to wake up and see my family my career is done now because it just is you know those that resonates in a way that makes me feel sympathy that i never would have expected to feel towards triple h so with all that downer stuff how about we talk about something fun um Mania has been up and going, and historically there have been lots of other things going on Mania weekend. And I think Brad's got a list of stuff that's going down. So, uh, Brad, what's some fun stuff that people might look look to um, for uh, for Mania coming up? Well, I think for Mania uh, weekend if you're if you're in town. I think. Um... I think the highlight is Joey Janela's Spring Break 6 Part 2. Okay. on that, we get Chris Dickinson with Missy Hyatt versus Matt Cardona with Chelsea Green. Uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Effie. Tony Deppin mm-hmm. versus Biff Busick. Mike Bailey versus PCO. And then we have The Greatest Clusterfuck, which has, which will have other people, but we have um, Maven, Jimmy Wang Yang, um, Shaza McKenzie. I thought she retired. Maybe I was uh, she she did not retire. She was uh, she's Australian. She was kind of just like stuck in Australia. Uh, oh, is, is, she sold all of her stuff and then she got like totally screwed, didn't she? She was gonna do basically like a tour um, of the United States. I think around like Mania WrestleMania weekend 2020, but that's when everything was getting shut down because of uh, because of COVID and quarantine. So. It was not good for her for a while, but I think she's uh, I think she's coming back. Like she's making her way back. Clearly, she's going to be in the state, so things um, are probably on the upswing for her. And the Invisible Man, which is always in that, he'll probably win it. And then um, this one has me really interested, but Sean Ross Sapp is going to be in the Greatest Clusterfuck. That's is it that if you're going to be in wrestling journalism and be a good name, then you need to you need to have had matches is that part of it well Meltzer has not um had matches but he revealed in some 90s interview on a radio station that actually um oh fuck what's his name um Bixen's fan I can't David Bixen's David Bixen's fan and um Chris Zellner on one of their podcasts found this interview and Meltzer said he had trained for six months in like the FMW dojo huh and it's not something he's talked about much. I, I, I should probably ask him about that once, but he talked about that once. So Meltzer has trained. Uh, I'm Again, I'm part of this observer group that is on Facebook. And they were this was actually like the talk of – there was like a thread on that, on Sean Ruff Sapp uh, doing the clusterfuck. And people brought up Meltzer. They didn't, they didn't bring up the fact that he had actually trained in the dojo. Um. But they brought it up like, and they're like, "Oh, David, never do a, uh, anything like this," because 
I guess trying to say like Dave has tries to have too much integrity as a, as a you know wrestling journalist, which I can kind of respect. Um, it's just I, funny because you're like, oh, he's he's trained, and it's like, well, I don't. You, I, I think, have dudes. Mm-hmm. I think Meltzer though would have to. Um, I think because he likes bodybuilding, and I don't think the way he lifts weights would lend itself well to being a wrestler. So I think if he would actually want to do it, he would have to drop a little mass and get like a leaner muscle setup. And I just don't think like if he ever wanted to get in, like I think once he was into the bodybuilding stuff, I don't think, um, I don't think that's doable for him. And I don't think he'd want to like have to go through like the, the body changes to make that work too. I, I wonder if he still has that mass because I've heard him say recently and by recently, I mean like last day or two, or that he doesn't even like he hasn't gone to the gym like much in the last like two years because of the pandemic. Oh, he probably has dropped a lot of weight then. Or yeah, and plus Dave is like 50 legit years like something. no, Dave is like sixty, sixty one, something oh, okay. like that. He's like around Sting's age. Hmm. But Meltzer is a big dude. Like if you if you can find some pictures of him, he's like there he was ripped at, like younger points in his life like there's i think i sent shad the picture of him and vince like next to each other and like Meltzer is like going muscle for muscle with vince yeah oh he he last time i saw him in person uh was for double or nothing i guess 2019 right before like a year before the pandemic and everything it was the first double or nothing Mm -hmm. so that's coming up on three years so it's been a bit but he was still like in he was still like a He's not a super tall guy, but he's he was he was built like his arms were like clearly like well muscled arms. Because mm-hmm. I think he's like talked he could... about too, hasn't he? That that's like one of the things like he and Vince like kind of have bonded over is that they both love bodybuilding. Because mm-hmm. I know you can't he said, rule that out. I know he said randomly it was a weird one. He said like the last time he talked to Vince was like 2010 or 2012 because Vince actually called him at home and asked because he had heard Lance Storm had died. And so he called Dave Meltzer to ask if like Lance Storm had died. Is I think the last time Meltzer said he's talked events. Huh. There's got to be it's... a weird call to get. It's like, like this is Vince. Like did Lance Storm die? Like no. Okay, click. <laughs> Hello, Dave. It's Vince. Get in here. Is Lance Storm dead? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. <clears throat> Patterson did. He can't get in here. Anyway, uh, all right. Just staring too hard on that one. Let's see. What else do we have? Um, I think the Lucha show, the world for Lucha one, has uh, Gringo Loco's The World on Lucha, has um, Psycho Clown versus Dr. Wagner Jr. I think that sounds interesting. And mm. John Morrison's on that show. Okay. Oh, and that has Psychosis versus Tony Deppin. That was interesting. Okay. Um, I don't know who this Bill Dixon guy is, but he's on everything. Who? Bill Dixon. Uh, is he on this show? E... Let me look. Uh, no, he's not see. on this show, but he's on. I was just scrolling, and I saw he's on like a JCW show. Okay, Billy Dixon is. Uh, he is associated, my as far as I know, with. A lot of East Coast, um, even Virginia, uh, DC area stuff. He's, uh, I don't know if he has like any sort of home promotion, but he is uh, like an LGBTQ wrestler. Okay. 
So he he is he on Effie's Gay Brunch? Like oh, I would imagine oh, he's look, probably on that. that show. I did see this one. This name caught my eye though. So L.A. fights versus J.C.W. Um, Grim Reefer versus B-Boy, which is a name I've not heard in like a decade. Let's see. Um, that show's not very interesting. Uh, Spring Break Park 1 has Joey Gentle versus X-Pac. That also has Nick Gage and Matt Tremont versus uh, Mance Warner and Matthew Justice versus the Briscoes. I think that'll be interesting. Oh, and Mickey James versus Allie Catch. Let's see. Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 8. I think that's one I always look forward to. So highlights of that are Chris Dickinson versus Minoru Suzuki, John Moxley versus Biff Busick. Um, Josh Barnett versus Jonah. Is that Jonah Rock from... Like is that the is that um the guy that got released from NXT? Yes, that's the formerly known as Bronson Reed guy okay. who's been doing stuff with Impact. He's actually also been doing a lot of stuff with uh, New Japan World. You know, um, if I was if I was um if I was doing this, I would just ask. I know he probably can't, but I'd be like, hey, hey, Regal, you want you want to do a match on this? Like, hey, Brian Danielson, this... do you want do you want to do you want to wrestle Regal on on this show? You know Regal would be like, would be like, I am there. Because hmm. have you seen that picture of like, what, like I think the first one where like they like him and Moxley like snuck in to watch it. Mm-hmm. And he's just a man standing there like just yearning to be part of it. Let's see, Glory Pro Wrestling has Warhorse versus Josh Alexander. Uh which I think that'll be pretty good. Davey Rich is on stuff. I fucking hate him. Let's see. Going down Wait, now. Who, did, who did you hate having on stuff? Davey Richards. He's oh, Davey Richards. He's a fucking okay. ass. Okay, I misheard what you said there. Okay, so Effie's big gay brunch. <laughs> so um, I'm actually, I, I'm assuming that'll be the main event, but Effie versus Pimpinella Escarli, Escarlato, I think will be... Good. If you don't know who um, Escarlata is, um, they do a Exotico gimmick in AAA. Yeah, he's um, he's kind of like the grandfather of of Exotico at this point. Like yeah. he's been around like forever. Yeah, I mean, at, like I would say Pippinella and like Cassandro are like probably like at this point like the like the legends in in that realm. Yeah, that also has um. Pero versus Stark Sheik. Um Keita Murray versus Bill Dixon is um is um on there. Now, it does make me sad though because we missed out on Razor Ramon Hard Gay like a couple years ago when yeah. started. Yeah, they were bringing uh, Razor Ramon Hard Gay in the in for the brunch to there do was, some stuff. There was someone else on that that I was excited for and and they they did not get to come over. I think oh like well that that show like didn't happen but it, I mean it had been like like fully like booked uh and there was going to be some sort of like uh battle royal which I think was called like a bye battle royal or something like that 
by curious battle royal or something like that. <laughs> and they had actually like Effie had actually hired Nick Gage. And Nick oh, Gage God. on like Twitter with like Nick Gage was like, I don't know what the what the hell by curious is, but I'm gonna be in this match. I'm gonna, you know, kick people's asses. <laughs> it's like you have to basically have read the tweets and understand who Nick Gage, like how Nick Gage is. And it's like, he was probably being very earnest. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, and when he's talking about, I'm going to go in there and murder people. Like, he didn't mean it in a bad way. He's just being Nick Gage. Yeah. It's like, all right, whatever, shrug. They could pay me to fight people. I'm going to go fight them. <laughs> it's well, like, it was hilarious. And then the other one from that year I was really upset about was um, the gray sweatpants battle royal that um, I can't remember her name now was doing. Uh, Faye, uh, oh, Faye Jackson. Yeah, Faye Jackson. She, yeah, and they who, were. And sad they, to say is like she made her wrestling career might be done. She claims that she's done. Like she's she's had a busted elbow for like two like two three years. If I remember, they were like they were um they had this long back and forth with Big E. Oh yeah. Because they were trying to lure him in, and he was like, he was like, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But that that one was cracking me up too. Now. We have uh, Mission Pro Wrestling, which I'm kind of interested in this one. So um, this has um, Holodead versus Lefisto, um, Thunder Rosa versus Trish Adora, and then is a trios match. They have the Hex, which is Allison K and Marty Bell and Lainey mm-hmm. Luck versus. Actually, they just made their um, AEW Dark debut: the Renegade Twins and Jasmine Allure. I have not seen any Mission Pro uh, wrestling shows or or cards. Uh, Mission Pro is owned and operated by Thunder Rosa. It's her indie promotion. But uh, the Renegade Twins are like mainstays there. Like she like they're prominently featured. I actually think Jasmine Allure is pretty heavily featured on on that promotion too. Yeah. And I Thunder probably through the Thunder Rosa connection. Like a, a lot of these female wrestlers have been. Uh, appearing on AEW Dark or Elevation, like Maddie Rinkowski, like she's been, she's been on the sh- on I think Dark or Elevation quite a bit. I mean, she's so far only been used as like a jobber, but it's exposure. Yeah, um, and now there's nothing interesting I think particularly on the card. I'm only bringing them up because they're actually my local promotion, but Unsanctioned Pro um, presents Mulligan is um on is going to be on this weekend they have um they're the columbus based promotion hmm. um lord crew is on here shad because we saw him at that convention oh that's really cool he's um, I, I know a bunch of people that worked with him so yeah he's uh, in a tag team that's... there now we go to black label pro which this might i might actually buy so this has um the faces of fear versus the work horsemen now um, we got to clarify that's Faces of Fear. That's Ming and the Barbarian, like mm-hmm. straight up. Yeah. Bla- uh, Blake Christian versus Black Taurus. Effie versus Charlie Haas. Jake something versus PCO. And um, Anthony Green versus Alex Zane. So that's um, that's an interesting card, I think. There also, uh, there's a trios match there where it's Violence is Forever, which is Dominic Garini and Kevin Q, who have done some M- MLW work. Um and they also just recently were in the uh, at the Crockett Cup for NWA. Um, they're teaming with Tom Lawler, and they're uh, facing Davy Richards, uh, Brad's favorite, <laughs> um, Kevin Blackwood, and Carlos Romo. I know Kevin Blackwood has done a bunch of stuff on the indie scene. 
Um, that should be a good match. This card is actually really interesting. I, I, I can see... I can see several of these matches being like very, very good. Yeah, and and Black Label Pro always seems to like do the interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. They always seem to like throw some like weird stuff on there because they did um. Did they do like Ground Control for Major Tom and that was like a Tom Lawler based show yes. like a couple years mm-hmm. ago? Yeah, I remember that yeah. one. I think that was their indie one, like right when they st- people started doing stuff like after COVID. That was um, that was those shows. And I like Black Taurus. He has the coolest like outfit in all of wrestling. I don't know how he wrestles in the damn mask. I don't either. It's so big. And like it's a big it, mask. Yeah. And have you seen him, Shad? I have seen uh, pictures of him, and it's Black really Tarus. impressive. And like he, um, like he just got like it's just bulky, but I'm, he must just it must like have a lot of like really well-concealed like face screens for him to see out of i would think the breathing would be the hard part yeah oh yeah i have a um i have a uh a a lucha mask that it's basically a bane mask but what happened was that the the white part of the bane mask was done with some kind of vinyl instead of the uh you know other lycra and it was a nightmare to try and breathe out of like it it was horrible you've wrestled in a mask before right Uh, a couple of times yeah do you sweat like instantaneously like your does your face just start sweating like the second you start exerting yourself well mine does but that's because that's because i just do even when i'm in great shape i just my body will just pick up sweating immediately that's what that's what my body does so i i'm not really a fair um you know not really a fair comparison on that it just seems like um a mask would be a pain in the butt to have to like exert yourself in oh yeah yeah absolutely and can we talk about an AEW angle um before we go for the night yeah what's up so um i've been really enjoying and it's been across several shows and it's a very subtle angle so far but I've really been enjoying the 10 angle where he doesn't want to give up his mask, but it keeps costing him and like matches with anyone of like any notable value. I've been really digging that angle. That's, that's really interesting. That's a really interesting uh, story to be running into. You have to be paying attention, but like Adam Cole, like pulled the mask to beat him. Ricky Starks did who just beat him that did that too. I'm not sure, but like the heels keep beating him by like, Pretty much like pulling his mask and like covering his face and then beating him. Yeah, and I think the explanation um, is that he doesn't want to let go of the mask. He doesn't want to you know, go unmasked because that mask was given to him by Brody. So it's like he he's he's holding on to that tribute to Brody, but it is costing him. So I think they are leading towards yeah him unmasking. Which if anyone has seen what he looks like, which is not hard because he's been on like Cody's uh, reality show. He's been elsewhere. Yeah. Um, he's like a good looking guy. It's not like yeah. he's like, uh, aesthetically not you know, pleasing to look at. And he's gotten in better yeah. shape the last six months too. Yeah. But, and I also want to say, um, I'm super excited for Rampage this week because they're doing the house of black versus um, evil Uno, Stu Grayson and Fuego del Sol. Oh, really? Yeah. Because the, so the house of black's <laughs> been beating up Fuego and the, the dark order came out and, um, <laughs> Face them down on Rampage last week. 
awesome. And like they're yeah. like, you want to do this? And they're like, yeah, we do. And I'm I'm like, so this is awesome on numerous fronts because I think Fuego del Sol joining the Dark Order would make a lot of sense and be really good. It would. It would. Uh, I, I love it already. And I have to say, I didn't like him for a long time, but Alan Angel's like dropping the mask. He's much more interesting without the mask. Hmm. There are some guys that the mask just fits for, and then there are some that it doesn't. Yeah. And and that's okay. Um, you know, it, it's a, a mask gimmick ain't for everybody, and that that should not be something that that is held against you. You know, if you can work under a mask, great. And if you don't, that's okay too. Yeah. And um, I was also super excited this week because on Elevation, Rapungi Vice wrestled. Oh, cool. And Rocky Rom- I didn't realize Rocky Ramirez had like five AEW matches. He's had a few. Yeah, he's really I really love Rocky Romero. Like he's always been one of my favorite guys. He's still very talented. But uh there is a <laughs> there is a great so they're doing this match and like Big Show and Mark Henry do the commentary. And they're talking about Brent and Mark Henry's like he's like, if I look like Trent, I'd I wouldn't buy any clo- I wouldn't buy any clothes. <laughs> <laughs> uh before we head off can i talk about uh three things sure yeah uh this two things uh are happening this uh i guess wrestlemania weekend but friday there are actually two big shows mm-hmm. uh, non-wwe related shows there is of course the uh the aew ring of honor um supercard of honor show that's Friday night. Um, mm-hmm. I'm contemplating purchasing this on Fight. It's like 30 bucks, so I'm gonna have to see if I have like spare cash for it. But uh, they have uh, Wheeler Utah versus Josh Woods. Um, mm-hmm. for, that's for the pure title. Uh, Willow Nightingale, who a lot of people are suggesting that she should be signed to AEW, but uh, Willow Nightingale versus Mercedes Martinez for the interim, an interim uh, Ring of Honor uh, Women's World Title. Would surprise me if Willow Nightingale wins and then gets like a Ring of Honor contract. Um, uh, Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty. That should be a good match. Um, they have Joe Hendry and Nick Ninja Mac, both in uh, competition. They don't. They haven't listed like who their opponents going to be. Okay. Uh, Shane Strickland uh, versus Alex Zane. That should be a good match. Uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Bandito for who the determining who the actual world champion is. Because mm. uh, Jonathan Gresham has been walking around like with the, with the world title, but uh, back in the day, like Bandito, like the last show, Bandito was supposed to defend it, but got COVID. So it's almost like like the whole like Cody Sammy thing from a few weeks back, where it's like, all right, you know, we have to have a champion. Both men are going to claim to be champions. So that match should be like excellent. And then of course, like the big match, which I think should be the main event, probably won't be. But they'll probably do. Uh, Jonathan Gresham Bandito, but uh, Briscoes versus FTR, which should be like a crazy match for the Ring of Honor, uh, Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm a little bit sad because I think I do think Ring of Honor could uh, they, they Briscoes could continue possibly with Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. but not with AEW because uh, I guess the networks have already said like they don't they don't want anything yeah. to do with the Briscoes. There's somebody at Warner Media who said they don't. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but 
you know, there are consequences to kind of your behavior, things that you say. Yeah. Um, the other, the other big show is, is also happening on Friday and that's with impact wrestling multiverse of matches. Uh, that's going to be at WrestleCon. Have y'all heard anything about this? No. Wow. Okay. Cause some of those matches are like, re- I want to see them. Like they're, they look like they're either going to be really good or really like really compelling. You have, uh, you have Josh Alexander teaming with Jonah versus mm-hmm. Moose, Moose and, uh, PCO. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You have, uh, you have a mixed tag where you have Matt Cardona and his wife, Chelsea green against Nick Aldis and his wife, Vicky James. Oh, wow. So okay. that's like a collaboration kind of with NWA. Um, you had the Good Brothers versus the Briscoe Brothers. So that's like Ring of Honor and uh, that's kind of Ring of Honor and uh, Impact slash like New Japan workers there. You have Eddie Edwards versus Tomohiro Ishii. Nice. That should be like a really good match. You have Chris Saban versus Jay White. Probably will be also great. Um, you have an Ultimate X match where you have uh, Rich Swan, Vincent, Chris Bay, Trey Miguel, Blake Christian, and Jordan Grace oh, wow. for the X title. Um, you have Knockouts World Tag Team titles. It's not really exciting, but you have the Influence versus Tasha, Tasha Steele and Savannah Evans. Uh, and then Giselle and Lady Frost and Decay. I don't really know some of those women but you have alex shelley versus mike bailey that'll be probably like a fantastic match uh and you're gonna have uh diana peraza versus uh somebody it's called a, a champ challenge so mm-hmm. that card looks fantastic that sounds like a lot of fun yeah uh and then just the last thing i, I wanted to talk about was we're i personally am like extraordinarily lackluster on this two night mania as we've talked about. Uh, but this past weekend, so uh, the 26th and the 27th, I believe, mm-hmm. was uh, a double night show for stardom. Because uh, as I've talked about, like I'm trying to get more into to Joshi wrestling. Mm-hmm. And they had night one and two of uh, World Climax, which featured uh, both nights. They had the return of Kyrie. uh formerly Kyrie Sane, the WWE. Mm-hmm. And she had the first, uh, I'm trying to see the exact match. So the first match, she teamed up with Mayu Iwat- Iwatani versus, uh, the cosmic angels team of Tam Nakano and Yunagi Sayaka. And the uh, Ky- Kyrie's team won second night. She did a singles match with uh, starlight kid, which she actually got injured. She had like a, did you hear about that? She had a ruptured eardrum. Wow. In that match, and she still finished it. And afterwards, gave like a in the press conference, she was like, "Yeah, like I can't hear it in my ear, but I'm sure it's fine." <laughs> I'm sure it's not fine. Like uh, I am, I am operatively sure that it is not. <laughs> yeah. Um. This these shows also uh, featured more of the storyline between uh the group of uh, called Prominence, which is a, a team of, of female like actually like deathmatch wrestlers. Uh. Continuing their feud with uh, one of the stardom factions, Donna Del Mondo, um, you saw, you actually saw like the potentially Donna Del Mondo breakup mm-hmm. uh, uh, of sense between because uh, you had the champion Siri 
facing off against a stable mate, uh, Julia, uh, and Suri Run. Um, you had Starlight Kid and Momo and Watanabe win the tag titles on the night one. Um, and then the night two, you had, again, you had Starlight versus uh, Kyrie. You had Suri in another uh, main event. She defended the title against, uh, hold on, I'm trying to see. Uh, Mayu Iwatani and basically this show both nights I've just heard rave reviews about it mm-hmm. and so it's like I gonna probably need to go to like Jeff Lynch once these become available and order them the DVDs of them because I, just I heard did, um, just just subscribe to Stardom World ah, but see I don't want to I don't want to pay like ten bucks a month when I'm not gonna have the time to watch all their content. Yeah, but the thing is, they they don't they put their stuff out match by match, so it's real easy to dip in for 15 minutes, grab a match, and watch it. Mm. And they subtitle the promos and stuff. Like it's real easy. Like, and they don't mm. put the shows up all at once. Usually, they release like the shows on there like a couple matches at a time throughout the week. Yeah. So it's what I usually do if I can't if I have like 10 minutes, you could usually get like like an undercard match in and then if you have more time you can get some of the better ones but it's all they don't do the shows like they don't do the shows complete they just do them by matches which makes it a lot easier to just chop it a show for yeah. a couple of days point is uh this tonight show i i'm sure is gonna wind up being way better than the tonight mania yeah. um and i'm sure like comparatively the matches are going to be like a much better quality than what we're going to actually see oh, uh, this Stardom upcoming weekend. Always good. In Mania. Uh, one last thing. Night two had a uh, Cinderella rumble, and uh, that's where basically it's like a bunch of uh, you know women's wrestlers did a rumble style match, and that actually was won by uh, Mai Saruga, who most recently was seen in uh, AEW. Uh, they should have done more with her when they had her. Oh, was she um, um was she like um Emmy Soccer as like Toadie? Yeah, she was. Okay. Yeah, and she has been uh for like a, quite a while now been competing in actually uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Um as my Saint Michelle, she's part of the faction with um Saki Sama. Um and she was even just on their most recent pay-per-view like 2 weeks ago. So, I don't know how she's maybe she's like a freelancer because yeah. she I don't know how she's on uh, TJPW, and then like like it's, two weeks later is popping up on Stardom. But she actually looser. won that. It's looser and it's looser in Japan with that stuff. Yeah, but she won that, and so now she's actually going to be. Um, she's that's actually going to be the next uh, high speed championship matchup between uh, champion AZM and her, which probably will be like a fun good match. So yeah, that this is that's a that's like the dichotomy thing. Like I, I'm getting into Stardom. But Stardom is already running like a fantastic uh, promotion. Oh, you're like not even last... you're not even to the good part of the year when they get into like the tournaments in the summer is when you start getting like the really good yeah. stuff. That's why I I put out the promotion the the kind of pr- uh, prediction I should, I guess I should say that Stardom may wind up being like the best promotion in wrestling for the year. Uh, so far the only the only one I can see being competitive or, or beating them as aew um new japan apparently is getting better uh, it, they're it, gonna they gotta do a lot more for me no i mean they have some they have a lot of catching up to do but i have heard that with the most recent new japan cup um 
that things are on the upswing. And I hope they are because yeah. that's it's New Japan for years has been like fantastic. So I hope they yeah. they lost they lost they lost some with the pandemic. I uh, you know, but they, they were fault. fine until they, they they scrapped the IWGP for the world title. That's where they really lost me. Yeah. And then they cut like Kota Bushi's like run short. Like that's really where I got upset with them. I didn't like that at all. Because they were, and the other thing, like, and it turned a lot of people off because they were getting slowly worse. And for a lot of people, the only thing that was like keeping them going with New Japan was like the Kota Ibushi journey, and then they like totally just botched it. Like so, yeah. All right. Does that about? We got anything else we want to hit on, guys? Nope. I think I'm good. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, um, thank you for being with us for this episode. You know, a lot to cover, a lot to talk about. Um, if there's anything you'd like to hear from us about, please hit us up on social media. We'd love to hear from you, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. And with all of that being said, this is Shad with Matt and Brad. We've been in three corners. You're in the fourth, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>